0: hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology
0: from computers to mobile phones, TVs
1: and the internet. Information you
0: want, what? all the help you, you need. need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, I'm back and I'm promising better audio. Look, I know last week was crap. I'm not going to lie to you. It was not my finest hour. It was not my finest production. Uh bad audio is something i abuse other people for <laughs> so uh, i expect more from this show and so should you but for some reason a gremlin just came creeping in and infiltrated the eftm studio and meant that we had caller levels really low and there was ping like, oh, i don't know now the good news is I know that's not going to be a big problem this week because I don't have a lot of calls. We've got a lot to talk about, so it's going to be a lot of me. Um, But uh, I'm confident that um, when you hear one of the conversations, I think you'll be okay. So, lots to talk about this week. Um, I want to talk about cars. Oh, God. It's like all my joys and pleasures have come together in the one podcast. No need to set up a motoring podcast, my friends. Two blokes talking cars, as uh, has been suggested to me, and... Don't worry, that, that could happen. Very much so could happen. <clears throat> um, cars and technology are almost intrinsically linked now. And they have to be, and that's why uh, I get to drive so many, I think, because a lot of companies actually don't want EFTM to review cars as cars. They want us to talk about the technology. So... A whole stack of reasons why cars and technology merge, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a massive social media fail which has come and gone in the time that I've been thinking about this show, which, if I'm completely honest with you, is about three hours. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a very interesting little um, social media fail uh, that has occurred um, tonight, and you will hear about because... Uh, the company involved will get a fair bit of grief over it, but um, but it's dead. It's dead, it's buried, it's finished. And those words alone are, are inappropriate with regards to the whole conversation. But anyway, um, we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. We're also going to talk about um, Samsung's new TVs. We're going to talk about Apple Watch and what it's like to get a fitting. I'm going to tell you about my first thoughts on the MacBook, the new MacBook not the new Air, because there's already a new Air, and not the new Pro, the new MacBook. It's one in between. It's one, it's not at the bottom, because price-wise, it's not at the bottom. Anyway, um, and just a whole lot more. That's what we do. It's how we roll. If you want to get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au. If you want to uh, see me on the television, I am now and and then on The Current Affair and The Today Show, so I would um, expect and request your loyalty to the Nine Network, only because I'm somewhat loyal to them as well, and we did a story tonight on uh, on a current affair on an app called teensafe actually I what I'm, I'm going to make a note I'm going to talk about that later. I'm going to talk about that because I found it very interesting app um and we're going to talk budgeting apps this uh, Friday on the Today show so if you're up early enough for the today show, do tune in do say hello uh, It's always good to get a tweet from you when you um uh Oh, hang on, I've just got an error message in front of me. Oh no, Uh switching to another file. Oh no, I don't want to do that. Um, sorry, um, I, I, I stand corrected, and and my attention is back with you. Uh, if you're walking along, running along, driving along, um, the um, yes, yeah, so it's always good to you know get the odd tweet from people if they've uh, seen a story or uh, seen me on TV. Happy to do that, and uh, and I'll I'll say good day back, and of course just a quick run through of the radio locations of uh, my good self across the week. No matter where you are in Australia, there should be a way to hear me. Uh, Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Radio 2U e in Sydney. This weekend, though, I will be at a family function. My my niece is turning 18. Happy birthday, Gemma. Uh, what a beautiful girl. 18. I can't believe it. I'm feeling so old. Um, and uh, so I'll be at a family function. So Nick Healy, Dr. Nick uh, from CNET, will uh, join uh, Tim Webster this weekend in my place on Tue. Thank you to, to Nick for that. Uh, if you're in Canberra, you can hear me with two, Mark Parton on TWC every Tuesday morning about 20 past 8. If you're in Cairns, you can hear me with uh, uh, Juanita and, the, and Mark and the crew um, on uh, Hot FM, I'm going to say. I don't know. Breakfast in Townsville. If you're in, in Cairns, if you're in Townsville, Cliffo and Beck, that's Hot FM um on on tuesday mornings also uh if you're in newcastle kofm with Tanya and steve uh 10 past 7 every tuesday morning on in um in perth with peter bell uh 2 12:30 th- uh, sorry 12:30 uh, perth time uh on tuesdays uh in melbourne with the glen ridge on my mp uh about 9:45 every wednesday morning with uh, Burjo on 6ix breakfast in perth uh, at about i'm going to now work it out 8 Seven because um, the time zone is a killer. Seven twenty, at twenty past seven every Tuesday morning, and with Ben Davies on uh, Four BC Drive in Brisbane every Thursday afternoon, plus a whole bunch of other places now and then. But you know what? The best thing to do: subscribe to this podcast, um, then follow me on Twitter, and you know all be well with the world. There's no other reason to be concerned. There's nothing to be worried about, and uh, I appreciate your. Subscriptions and support. And uh always good to have you company. We're still featured in the in the iTunes store. I think they've forgotten that they featured me. Uh because it's been there for some time, but I'll I'll cop that uh quick browse of the um the iTunes uh ratings and rankings. Um I don't know, did I already read John tindog Dog? This is my favorite tech news podcast. Trevor keeps me up to date with the latest information on what's going on in the tech world. I first started doing the podcast quite a few years ago. I put Trevor's show on at the start, as well as a lot of other podcasts. and Most have dropped off, but not this one. I look forward to each show. As Molly Meldrum would say, do yourself a favour and give it a try. Oh, that's very nice. I don't, if I haven't read it before, I don't care. I'm going to keep reading it. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, it is great to have you company, and we do thank the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technology. Um, find out more about them at garmin.com.au. Let's... Get cracking on your tech life. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. And I accept that, that was too high. You see, I acknowledge my failings, um, but I'm not going to fix it because <laughs> you're awake now. Now, last week, I'll kick it off with last week. I was in Canberra. I went down to Canberra with the good people at uh, Land Rover. Jaguar Land Rover Australia is, is... Jaguar Land Rover is one company owned by, um, in fact, the Indian brand Tata, I believe, but very much still an um, uh, English company. Uh, nothing's changed about the company since their new ownership, and in Australia, the Jaguar Land Rover um, brand is, is strong. Now, I've driven a few Jags and Land Rovers over the time, but we went down to have a look at the new Land Rover Discovery Sport. Now, this pretty much replaces the Freelander. It sits at a kind of um, mid-range. But the reason I want to talk about it here on your tech life, not your car life, is the tech inside. Oh, I was blown away. Now, $55,000 gets you this car. Uh, you can option it up with a couple extra grand, and get you an extra two seats. So it becomes a seven-seater, right? Now, seven seats uh, is, a, is a big thing for families. And here's the thing. This is the tech thing, right? Okay, touchscreen, infotainment, all that. Seven USB ports every single occupant of the vehicle gets a usb port and a 5 watt usb port enough to, enough to charge your tablet in its in its uh, most appropriate um time i think that is one of the best features of a car i've heard in a very long time it's fa- it's fantastic um so I just, when when that comes out, if you're in the market for a seven-seater and, you know, 50, 60 grand is your budget, this is actually one of the most affordable luxury seven-seaters you'll find. And I'm not sure you'll find another car with a USB for every single seat. So I'll, I'll stand corrected on that and I'll drive whatever there is. But goodness me, um, what a great cool thing. Now, then, now, yes, this becomes humble bragging and all that. But it's all part of the job. Um, I was asked last week if I wanted to test drive a Rolls-Royce. Now, I've wanted to do that for many, many a year. Um, but as it turned out, I was at home. And my wife was working Tuesday, school holiday. So I'd taken a day off work. And I was going to be home this Tuesday, which is today, the day I record. So I was going to be home. So I had the opportunity to drive. So I went down on Monday afternoon and I picked up a Rolls-Royce Ghost Series 2. Now, on the internet, they describe this as a $550,000 motor vehicle. When you go to the dealer and pick up this particular car, um, they show you the options, and there's been a few options added to it. And the driveway price, $747,000. Now, I, um, I was very nervous. But after the nerves went away, I was quite relaxed. It's a beautiful drive. Now, forget I'm not going to give you a car review. You can read that in a few weeks at eftm.com.au. Technology inside it's it's basically BMW underpinning. It's got the BMW infotainment system, a whole bunch of these things. But what's more interesting to me was last night. I I had to drive around. Um, I, I had to um, I had to get in the car. I didn't want it sitting in the driveway. So I got in the car and I was quite interested in a button that had like a moon over it. So I pressed that button. And the center console turned to a black and white image of the road in front of me. And it looked like a heat um, sink. You know, it was was really bright white where things were hot, like the underbelly of a car or people walking past. So it's called a forward-looking infrared, FLIR. And that's fine. But where it got uber, uber cool was when a dog walked out in front of me on the other side of the road. And the dog was yellow. So it was highlighted on this screen that you would not miss it. And then I started driving around and people on the side of the road were highlighted. And these were people and things that I could not see, even though the headlights were right on. So this forward-looking infrared was detecting people on the side of the road. Now, I encourage you to Check out my Instagram feed, uh, Instagram.com forward slash TrevorLongAU. I think I put it on Twitter as well. I took a little video sitting at, at some lights um, of this exact thing happening, and it's mind-blowing. And I just think about this, and I go, this is the future of cars, right? This is this is the kind of technology that is going to filter down into cars over time, not immediately. And it's it's just... It's brilliant. It was so cool to see. Now, yeah, okay, so $747,000, not for everyone. But also what's really cool was um, the, the you think about it, it's probably in other cars. I'm sure it is. I haven't driven the latest 7 Series BMW. I haven't driven the latest um, S-Class Merc. But this, to me, was a vision into that, and um, and it was fantastic. And I just think these are the kind of things that, yeah, I know it's for the uber-rich and all that, but give it time. You know what, Bluetooth wasn't in every car at the start. Now it almost is. So that was an insight to me into the future of um, vehicle safety. And you think about it because it knows there's a person or a dog or an animal there. If it can see it running toward um, the 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 road it could potentially break automatically for you. So you can see a huge number of potential safety elements here, which is which is really exciting. So, um, uh, check out the photos on on the website. There'll be a full review shortly. The the Land Rover Discovery Sport. There's a we put a video up on the website. Love you to watch that. I'd love your feedback on that. Um, put a little bit of effort into that one. Uh, good little video of a great little car. Uh, I always appreciate your feedback on anything I'm doing. Uh jump on the website eftm.com.au and uh you can jump me on Twitter. Uh go to twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long and say good day. Just wave. I'll be there. So Woolworths. At a, I don't know what time they did it today, but at about 5:30 this afternoon, one person on Twitter said, Really? Is this appropriate? And it was a link to a website from Woolworths called Fresh in Our Memory. Now Woolworths is a strong and proud supporter of things like the RSL and they've created a thing called Camp Gallipoli this year, a whole bunch of you know activations as they call it around um, supporting you know our, our Anzac legacy. But what this was was a website that allowed you to go in and create a Facebook header with Less We Forget Branding and Woolworth Branding. It allowed you to create a a, a profile generator which had Lest We Forget Anzac branding and freshen our memories with a Woolworths logo. Completely commercialized the whole bloody thing. It was almost seriously. It was almost embarrassing. In fact, it was embarrassing. And it only took three hours for the for the supermarket to pull down the website. And uh and put out a statement which said, uh, The Fresh in Our Memories website has been taken down this evening. The site was developed to give our staff and customers a place to put their stories to mark the centenary of Anzac. We regret that our branding and the picture generator has caused offence. This was clearly never our intention. Like many heritage Australian companies, we're marking our respect for Anzac and our veterans. We continue to be proud supporters of the RSL and Camp Gallipoli in this important year and look forward to working with them into the future. Uh, It's unbelievable. And, um, I have actually seen a little bit of, um, a little bit of this happen in kind of, I've seen posters go up and they've got ANZAC branding. It's like, people, please, this is, whoa, 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 not on. So yeah, bad news, but very quick activation, like very quick, sorry, acting by Woolworths tonight, three hours shut down. It hadn't really infiltrated mass media, hadn't really infiltrated Facebook so they did quite well for a brand that isn't actually on well, on Twitter. They very quickly realized this, but if you look at their Facebook page, and a little tip, when you go to the Woolworths' Facebook page, for example, um, you don't see all this drama, right? Uh, you never, in fact, saw a, um, a mention of it. In fact, they have now put up th- that statement that I read out to you is now on the Woolworths' Facebook page. But if you scroll down and on the left-hand side of any Facebook page, you can see posts to page now, post to page is anyone that mentions face, uh, Woolworths on Facebook, and there is a b- whole bunch of people whinging about Dominoes just quietly, but there is also all the people complaining and and uh, and expressing their concern over the uh, the Fresh in Our Memories campaign. So it's interesting to see what people are saying, but it's harder to do on Facebook than it is on Twitter. But they kind of nipped it in the bud, but mm, you know, not really, um, not really a perfect execution because they will be hammered tomorrow. Um, I'm sure it'll be all over the news. Anyway, uh, all worse, massive fail, but all over. It was all over before the shouting. I didn't even get to, you know, really mention it. Anyway, you're listening to Your Tech Life. Do you play golf? Because I am still blown away by what is possible in technology with golf. Now, I'm speaking of here of our sponsors, Garmin, garmin.com.au, and I clicked on the golfing link because there are seven products listed here on the website, starting at 249 going up to around 499 that can help you enable your golf game. So anything from a wristwatch to a handheld portable device that not only knows where you are on the golf course, it knows how far it is to the next um, green, it, it knows everything about the course. That Most of these things have 30,000 courses built into them, even a watch. So for a watch to have that much data in them is basically mind-blowing in my book. So if you are even half into um, uh, golf, you have to check out the Garmin Approach range of products, ranging from the S2 watch to the up to the S5 and S6, and then the Approach G8, G7, and G6, all little handheld devices, which you can kind of clip onto your cart or your buggy or carry around with you and give you your distance to hole and all the information you need to make your game better. In fact, the Garmin Approach... S6 smartwatch even helps you with your swing. I kid you not, it knows about your swing tempo and it will help you manage and improve your swing. Very cool stuff. Uh, And you can check it all out um, on the website, garmin.com.au. Samsung tonight announced in Sydney that they um, they are bringing their range of SUHD TVs to Australia, um, and I mean that's a big deal. These are the TVs we saw at um, at CES earlier in the year, um, and interestingly, they um, they're actually talking here about Netflix, Presto, and Stan, not just Netflix, um, in terms of the kind of content you can watch. So I'll have to have a look and see whether that's built into them or whether they're just talking about basically streaming the content across. Now, the SUHD is basically four things. It's a nanocrystal color technology, is what they call it, which is more colors, uh, better contrast and brightness than previous Samsung TVs. It has what they call a precision black pro and peak illuminator, so, which in combination produce darker blacks and excellent brights. Uh, it has a Tizen operating system. So this is the Samsung operating system that's across a bunch of their devices. Um, and uh, and that's just their way of saying we, we, we're competing with WebOS, which is what LG uses. And of course, they do have Samsung's iconic, stunning uh, modern design. So a bunch of cool stuff there. Um, you know, they've improved the uh, user interface, um it automatically can connect, can recognize a Samsung smartphone in the room. Plus, there's a whole bunch of um other products like sound bars and audio innovation that they've got. But I've got to be honest, it's it's kinda of hard to talk about this because the cheapest model uh is 3199. A 55 inch TV for three thousand one hundred and ninety-nine dollars. I'm just not sure I would. Um, that's on a UHD. That's not even their SUHD. So their their cheapest SUHD is $4,999. I mean, oh, geez, that's a lot of money. I really, really don't know. I, I really don't know that it's worth spending that much money on a TV. I really don't. I mean, there's no doubt that you get... A better TV when you spend that much money, but I also solidly believe that with one TV in your lounge room, it's it's hard to understand why you would need to spend that much money because you're not comparing one thing and another. Um, it's it's really strange. So anyway, let, let me have a look here. I'm on the JB Hi-Fi website, right? It's a pretty popular place to buy a TV. High Sense, a 55-inch um, TV. Thousand bucks, under a thousand bucks. Obviously, Sonic, which is their kind of uh, low-end uh, entry brand, is eight hundred. Um, if you're looking for a bit more quality, um, there's an LG there for two thousand nine hundred, which is Ultra HD. Um, High senses Ultra HD is two thousand. So you're looking to pay three. What's what's their cheapest? Their cheapest is five thousand um, dollars. You're paying three thousand more than you. In fact, let <laughs> me get this. Hang on. The high sense, Ultra HD, so 4K that I'm talking about at two grand, is a 65 inch for two grand. Uh, Samsung 65 inches start at eight grand. Five grand if you only want the UHD, not their special SUHD. So there's a lot of problems with apples and apples and all that kind of stuff, um, and it's really hard to compare TVs if I'm honest. But my advice to you is remember, you're only bringing one TV home not putting them all side by side you're not going to buy 10 so it's hard to justify i think the prices and the costs but i will also concede that the picture quality on these new tvs is sensational in fact hisense put two tvs side by side last year's and this year's and you could see the improvement samsung i haven't seen them do that but it really is it. it really is very good so Anyway, uh, all the prices and all the information will get up on the website at some point very soon, uh, eftm.com.au. Get in touch if you want to say good day. So, uh, on Friday, um, I, I was uh, live on the Today Show at the front of the Apple store at about um, 10 to 8. Uh, at 9 o'clock, the store opened, and we were allowed in, and we were actually going to do a live cross, and I was going to be wearing the watch, and on the. And the but Richie Beno passed away, and you know what? That's the saddest news of the week uh, other than i mean there's a bunch of sad news let's not go into it but anyway Richie Beno passed away and that uh, absolutely should have taken priority on channel 9, and it did so we didn't do another cross but so it's actually interesting i was going to be fitted for a watch at 9:30 before a 9:45 live cross so i was about to leave the store and they said but you've still got your fitting and i went well i, I don't i don't need it not wearing the watch but they said yes but you're going to review one so we want to make sure you know which one you want to review we want to make sure it's comfortable and it's what you want so that you will wear it and that's the motivation behind going to get a fitting for the average user don't just buy the first one you look at because on the internet they look something but when you put them on they're very different now first and foremost i didn't even consider the 38 millimeter because i have a Reasonable size wrist, and I love big watches. Forty-two mil is not that much bigger. It's not a very big watch, but the sport band is very impressive. So if you're getting the, the cheapest Apple Watch, don't be concerned. The sport band is very nice. It's very smooth. It doesn't um grip to your skin or your hair, so it's excellent. Um the the leather strap is unbelievable. It, it loops through and then magnetically clips back onto itself. The Milanese loop is is also uh, exotic and, and and gorgeous but not for me. Then there's this modern buckle which looks like a buckle you feed through but it's actually just two buttons that clip apart and it's a whole new mechanism. But for me, the actual story here was the the metal link band. The metal link band is is my preferred band on a watch. They've they've reinvented the clip on the bottom so that it doesn't pinch your skin. But here's the biggest bugbear with buying a new watch Buy a new watch. You've got to take it to a jeweler, and you've got to get it resized. It costs you 20 bucks. You buy an Apple Watch with a metal link band. Every single link in the band has a button on it. You click it. It unfolds. You put it. take a link out. Put it back, you do it all yourself. It's sensational. It is really excellent. It's, and this is the thing. I actually think that's the innovation that the watch industry should be worried about, and that's the innovation the watch industry should be, um, well, shall we say, taking a lead from. I'm sure Apple has a patent over it, but if you take their lead, you could probably do well. Um, brilliant stuff. So I'll um, I'll spend a bit of time with the Apple Watch before I, I review it, because it, it's actually not something to review within 24 hours. It's something to spend some time with. So I'll have a play with it for a couple of weeks before I bring it to a full review, but i obviously talk about it. But I've worn one that that is active, because most of the fittings are on demo loop watches, and it really does feel like it's tapping you on the wrist when you get a notification. It's amazing. Anyway, a bunch of info about that on on Two Bikes Talking Tech. If you want to listen to last week's podcast, which we did from um, the Apple uh, event, or down the road at McDonald's, if we're honest, um, and a bunch of other information going around the internet. You're listening to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. My name is Trevor Long. It's just exactly what it says on the box. Funny, that. And uh, always taking your calls, questions, comments about anything technology. Hey, just jump on the website or jump on Twitter, as Linda did. G'day, Linda.
1: Hi, Trevor. How are
0: you? Good. What can I do for you?
1: Okay, it's a bit of a winded um, problem. I've got an old analogue TV that I use to watch Fox sell through. Sure. And I've had um, a DVR recorder um, uh, recording with it that I've had for over 10 years. And Hang on, so... To,
0: How old's your Foxtel box? Because doesn't the Foxtel box do the recording for you?
1: No, because I've got the original, original Ah, box.
0: Very cunning. You've held on to that and they're not charging you extra for it, I'm sure.
1: No, they're
0: giving me a good price. Okay, so you've got a a plain Foxtel box that does nothing other than bring the signal in and you've got a, a, a... PVR, a video recorder, hard drive based, and it's yes. it's given up the ghost, has it?
1: Yes, after ten years or so.
0: Okay, and and what's what's your television? Did you say it's an old analog? And you're just pushing the vision into that. Um, does the Foxtel plug into the analog TV, or does it all come through the PVR? What's the
1: PVR?
0: Your your video recorder.
1: Um, hang on a minute. I have to think. <laughs> um. I'm watching the TV through the the um, the Foxtel box.
0: Mm-hmm. And if if you use the remote control for your recorder,
1: yeah,
0: um, uh, does it show up on screen all the time, or is it? Do you have to switch to another kind of part of the television, another input? Yeah, I
1: had to um, switch to another. Um, whatever you call it,
0: another input,
1: yes. Yeah, AV one or AV two, yes. To to watch whatever I recorded, yes. And that recorder has died recently, right? So what I've done, um, my nephew came and he took the TVR that I've had in the lounge room, and wanted to swap over, um. To replace the one that died yes. and he couldn't work it out how to how to plug it in and all because that because of
0: the different plugs it's, it's probably got like a hdmi instead of the yes, little plugs right. yes. so the thing is uh you're you're basically right the the newer versions of all these kind of hardware will have hdmi almost exclusively now that's right yeah have you or you haven't bought a new one yet or you have
1: I've got a new one. It is sort of like a new one, but hmm. I wanted to take the one from the lounge room and put
0: it into my room. Yeah, right, okay. And connect it with
1: the Foxtel.
0: So, what you need to do, and this is, you're going to need that nephew around again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you need to go to somewhere like J Car Electronics uh, right. and get a, get a converter. And so, what you want is something, and you tell them exactly this you want something that takes HDMI in and, and takes analog out. So it's it's a, a digital-to-analog converter, and so on, right. on, on one side will be a little HDMI uh, plug, and the other side will be three plugs, your red, your yellow, and your white, what they call RCAs, and those are the things that probably go into your television. Oh, because I've got those plugs. Exactly, but you don't have the box in between that converts ah, the HDMI okay. Into so, if you were to buy a new box now, I'm sure if you went to JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, they might still have one on the shelf that does have the uh, the the analog outputs. But right. you're trying to use one that you've already bought. You've you've already had for some time. So yeah, I would um, I would go to a J-Car Electronics and look for a digital to analog converter. And I reckon you'll be successful. And I reckon you'll uh, you'll be able to get that thing working pretty quickly.
1: And do you know roughly how much they cost?
0: I don't, but I would have thought under $100. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I think anything over 100 is probably pushing your luck because you're better off saving up and getting a whole new box.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Does that make sense?
1: Okay, that'll be great. Oh, thank right. you so much.
0: Any time if you've got a question or problem, I'm happy to help. Uh, thanks for getting in touch.
1: Oh, thank you, Trevor.
0: And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, or as Linda did, jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long, twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. So, the new MacBook. Now, this is a, uh, a very nice little device. It's, it's actually smaller, right? Smaller than the MacBook Air 11-inch, which I carry around every day. And that's what impressed me most. Smaller, but it has a bigger, well, same, same keyboard, but bigger keys. Um, it has uh, a pretty darn good battery. It has a bigger screen and a and a retina screen, so it has huge advantages over the MacBook Air 11-inch, but it also only has one port, no USBs, no MagSafe power. Um, oh, sorry, it does have two ports because it has a headphone port as well, but headphones and USB-C. And USB-C is this new thing, which is not Apple's first. Well, they're not first. Chrome, uh, Google have a, a Chromebook out with it. But it's it, trust me, in a couple of years, we'll all be talking USB-C. Now, it's a single port that not only charges, but also it's where you plug in the new style USBs. But it's also where you plug in a dongle, and I've got a couple of dongles here just today. Um, uh, there's a dongle here which uh, provides a HDMI output, uh, power input, and USB input or output. Um, it, there's another one that has a VGA output, USB input, and power input. So And those those dongles are 120 bucks. So you plug them in and you've got more. You can charge and use USB at the same time, for example. Old-school USB. Um it's – that's its disadvantage in a sense, but Apple believe this is a wireless device for the wireless world where you basically just on, on the cloud. You're using cloud services, you're emailing, you're doing everything in the cloud, and, and I don't disagree with that. I use Evernote for pretty much all my life. Uh, info at work is there. Uh, I use Google for all my mail and photos and things. So I I think it's possible to do that. But the advantage of this thing is actually uh, more in – it's it's – its whole makeup. So the retina screen is sensational. Just a huge improvement on the MacBook Air. Um, the keyboard feels a little different, but excellent. It's it's a whole new mechanism to make the keys work. And, and you can really see and feel the difference when you sit them side by side. The the t- trackpad is, has this new force touch thing, which I think I mentioned last week, is just ridiculously magical. I, I use that word magical. It is magical what it does. You, you can't... Believe it until you use it and go to an Apple store, play a video, hover your mouse over the fast forward, and press down. And you can press down five times. It's very weird. Very weird because the trackpad doesn't move, but it feels like it does. And this is going to be the big thing because that's in the Apple Watch. Feels like it moves, but it doesn't. Bet you it's in the next Apple phone, too. So you touch the screen and you actually feel it move. It's weird. Anyway, um, it's a beautiful thing, but it does start at 1799 and you can get a MacBook Pro for 1799. So, that's probably the issue is price. You can get a MacBook Pro um 13-inch with Retina for 1799. You can get the new MacBook with Retina 12-inch for 1799 and it doesn't have any USB. So, it's just about the portability. If you want uber portability, then the MacBook is sensational, but I do worry that it's it's a niche thing right now because really price it doesn't sit it in the right place in the market. It's a very weird thing when you look at the Apple website where it sits price-wise. But beautiful, and and they've done a lot with the space. They've made it thinner than the MacBook Air. It's it's really really good. So highly recommend you have a look at that little puppy, the MacBook uh, from Apple, obviously. And just to wrap it up, I mentioned this earlier. We did a story tonight on A Current Affair about a website called Teensafe. Now, Teensafe is all about tracking your kids' online and and mobile activity. Um, Wow. Really? So here's how it works. I'm going to log into mine right now. Um, I, I signed up the other day. And I don't have, uh, I didn't put in my son's details. I put in my own iPhone details. Because here's the thing, and this is, this blew me away. There's no app that you put on your phone. So I don't need to, I don't need to put an app on my son's phone and then start seeing his messages. I just log into iCloud. Now, critically, this hasn't worked for me. Okay, I installed it the other day uh yeah two days ago was it yesterday anyway it's more than 24 hours ago and um the there's no data appearing in my login at all um so i'm not quite suggesting that it's failing but if i was to investigate i'd probably find out why but the idea is you put in your kids iCloud details if they've got an iphone and you can look at their messages photo everything and you know how it does it it actually logs into Apple and gets a copy of the backup and reads the backup and then restores it onto the website, um, which is just amazing. So, because you don't need at all to to get into their phone. All you got to do is have their Apple ID and password. And I, I was just blown away by that. Now, in Android, it's a bit different. You have to install an app, but in Android, you can hide apps. So, it's probably just as hard to, to read uh, as as the owner of the phone. Now, let me be absolutely honest with you here. This freaks me out because, in theory, my wife could sign up to this, and she could, she knows my Apple ID and password. It's what we used to use for iTunes, for buying stuff. She could put anything in there, but I don't care about that because my wife can find me at any point in time using Find My Friends, um, but she can also read my messages by picking up my phone. doesn't worry me at all. With your kids, though, I'm not sure you should be doing this. Really not. But if you've got to the point that if you've got to the point that you want to know what your kids are doing and they won't tell you, then set it up and then sit down with them and say, here's what I've done. And if I find that it stops, any data stops coming through, I'm going to take the phone off you. And the problem is when they get to a certain age, teenagers, they're probably paying for the phone themselves. So there's a real difficult conversation coming up for a lot of parents and I do not want, um, I do not want to have that conversation, but I'm sure it's going to happen. So... It's um, it's a very very interesting uh, future. But Teen Safe is there's a free seven day trial. Be careful that you have to pay, you have to put your card details down, and they'll start charging you after um, uh, after a short space of time. I can't even see what the bloody cost is. It's um, fourteen ninety five a month, and uh, that gives you, I believe, unlimited kids uh, to add into it. So I'd love to know what you think of that. Um, I I I don't know that it's the be all and end all, but I'd love to know what you think. It's a real tough one. Check out also the story we did on a, on a current affair, aca.9msn.com.au. Um, it would be interesting to see what you think. Uh, that is your tech life uh, for this week. So if you've got any questions, problems, comments, you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, just jump on the website, eftm.com.au or find me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Couldn't be easier, people. Really couldn't. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Lovely having having your company each and every week. Uh, I'll be back next week. Will you? Will you? Go on. Come back. Why not? Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.